morning. Uh, welcome. Actually, I guess it's afternoon. And welcome, everybody. Um, you know, it's, it's a wonderful day. You've got great weather. You've got great news. What more can you ask for, eh? <laughs> so welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, so good to have you here. I'm Ron Orr. I'm Minister of Culture uh, for the province of Alberta. And it's my pleasure to welcome you here to St. Vladimir's uh, Ukrainian Orthodox Church. And I'm pleased uh, to be here today with a number of important individuals. Premier Kenny, and this will actually be our speaking order as well. Uh, then Alexander Danienko, uh, Consul General of Ukraine uh, from Edmonton. Um, and then uh, Paul Grode, President of the Ukrainian World Congress. Uh, then we're pleased to also have retired General Rick Hillier here, uh, Chairman of the Ukrainian World Congress Strategic Advisory Council. He will share with us. And Orissa Boychuk, uh, of the uh, President of the Ukrainian Canadian Congress, Alberta Provincial Council, uh, will share. And I just also want to acknowledge uh, the ever-supportive uh, Ukrainian uh, Minister Shandro is also here as well. So, so much uh, thank you for, for being here to be today with us. So today we have uh, an important announcement that reaffirms and renews Alberta's support uh, for the people of Ukraine and the country of Ukraine. So I am pleased to invite the Premier uh, to expound on the details of that for you. So Premier, please. Jacquie, thank you very much, Minister Orr. Thank you, Father Patrick, for welcoming us to St. Vladimir's and for opening us in prayer. Uh, and distinguished guests, uh, fellow Canadians, and uh, those new, new in our midst from Ukraine. I just met uh, Irina, who arrived here, I think, three months ago from Ivano-Frankivsk, and Dmitry, who came just a few months ago from Donetsk. Um, to you, through you, to your families, uh, we want to ensure, welcome you, uh, and uh, we hope that you are receiving a warm Canadian welcome, as we uh, are so grateful to be able to uh, offer Canada's protection to you, uh, given the, the crisis in your homeland. Uh, this morning I began at 7 a.m. meeting with Governor uh, Onishchuk of uh, the oblast of Ivano-Frankivsk to sign a renewed Alberta uh, Ivano-Frankivsk friendship agreement. In 2004, the oblast and the province uh, signed a partnership agreement to recognize each other as sister provinces, and I'm pleased to say that we just renewed that agreement this morning. And importantly, have expanded it specifically to include cooperation in the area of energy, Alberta being one of the world's uh, energy superpowers with the third largest global oil and fourth largest natural gas reserves and huge technical competence. I expressed to the governor Alberta's deep solidarity with the people of Ukraine uh, during the crisis of uh, Putin's invasion, but also that our commitment would be there long term and that we uh, as Albertans will be eager to participate in the rebuilding of Ukraine following uh, this war, uh, once you, the Ukrainians have successfully pushed every Russian soldier out of sovereign Ukrainian territory, Alberta and Canada must be there. <laughs> must be there in the huge work of reconstruction, of renewal, and a critical part of that, of course, will be strengthening uh, Ukrainian energy security and independence, an issue that has become uh, uh, rather obviously urgent, given Russian energy imperialism 
and uh, Putin's effort to successfully uh, weaponize uh, Russian energy uh, throughout Europe and around the world. So it was a pleasure to begin today with that renewal of our particularly close friendship. Of course, for a province that has nearly 400,000 Albertans who boast uh, some Ukrainian heritage. Uh, I was just saying, Minister Shandro, our Minister of Justice and Solicitor General, the Shandro family was one of the very first uh, to come here from Galicia in the, uh, sorry, from Lviv at the beginning of the last century. Uh, and in fact, his great uncle was the first person of Ukrainian origin elected to any public office in North America. And that family alone re represents the deep and abiding human cultural ties which continue to this day, uh, as you see in this magnificent church. That is why I believe Albertans have had a special closeness to Ukrainians during the crisis of the past seven months. Uh, as we have seen Putin not begin his invasion of Ukraine, but continue the invasion that began in 2014 uh, in eastern Ukraine and in Crimea with its occupation. Uh, I was very proud as Canada's Minister of National Defence at that time to deploy Canada's military to Operation Unifier to provide uh, world-class technical training at a NATO standard for the Ukrainian military, which has played a very important role in the modernization of Ukraine's armed forces uh, and the, the remarkable success that they have been having against all of the odds on the battlefield because of their brilliant young officer corps, their flexibility, uh, and uh, the support that they received uh, from other Western countries. We are all astonished, and I am inspired to see the remarkable bravery, but also the operational effectiveness of the Ukrainian Armed Forces and the people who stand behind them. Uh, at that time, I was also uh, proud to provide other forms of assistance to the Ukrainian uh, military, including high-resolution, uh, real-time satellite imagery, which President Poroshenko, former President Poroshenko, told us was critically important in defending uh, the Donbass uh, in uh, that conflict in 2015. But of course, what we've witnessed over the past seven months uh, has astonished, uh, shocked us all. We've seen the unmitigated violence, the pure evil coming from the heart of Vladimir Putin uh, to indiscriminately attack people that he calls his brothers in a uh, neighboring Slavic nation whose history is inextricably uh, connected to that of Russia and yet treating Ukraine not as a friend and as a, as a neighbor, uh, but uh, treating Ukraine as a uh, colony to be destroyed. This, it, it is hard for us to understand this kind of um, military aggression and indiscriminate violence, which the likes of which we have not seen at this scale uh, since the Second World War. That is why from the beginning of the conflict, Alberta's government has sought to do what we can to demonstrate concretely our solidarity with the people of Ukraine in the defense of their uh, sovereignty, their democracy, and the right to self-determination. Uh, that's uh, why we have provided uh, support both to the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress in their effort to uh, provide humanitarian relief. And I want to thank uh, Arisia Boychuk the, uh, and the UCC Alberta chapter for their uh, tremendous support. 
as well, uh, I want to, we provided uh, $5 million of funding to the World Ukrainian Congress and their Stand with Ukraine campaign, the first installment of which went to support non-lethal military equipment like helmets and night vision goggles and other equipment uh, to provide uh, support to the Territorial Defense Force, which would be our equivalent of the militia, uh, who have been playing a critical role in support of the military. Now, six months have passed since we made those announcements. And let me just say in context here that it's true that provincial governments in Canada do not have primary responsibility for international development or, of course, foreign policy. But there have to be exceptions to every rule. And Alberta's relationship with Ukraine truly is exceptional. Putin's invasion of Ukraine is historically exceptional. So this requires an exceptional response, uh, which is why I'm pleased to announce today that Alberta is providing another $10 million of support to the Ukrainian World Congress for the Stand with Ukraine campaign, specifically to purchase medical and related equipment to help save lives of the defenders of Ukraine during the difficult months to come in this conflict. This will uh, provide, uh, as I say, military, sorry, uh, non-lethal uh, supplies for the, the uh, territorial defense forces, including individual first aid kits and medical supplies, sleeping bags and winter clothing, diesel generators, ambulances, and communications and operating expenses. I'm, uh, we're very confident of our partnership uh, with the Ukrainian World Congress and their uh, Unite with Ukraine campaign. This is a, a uh, decades-old, credible international organization headed by a highly respected Canadian, uh, Paul Grodd, who will follow me at the podium. Uh, and I'm so impressed that they've engaged a world-class advisory board to help direct their uh, aid efforts, chaired by none other than Canada's former Chief of Defence Staff, uh, Lieutenant General Retired Rick Hillier, uh, who will also speak. And he has assembled a remarkable group of some of the world's most highly respected uh, former military commanders. Uh, and so uh, we are confident that uh, every one of these Alberta tax dollars will be put to maximum good use uh, to help save lives. You know, uh, I'm in my last phase as Alberta's Premier, and I, I honestly could not in conscience end my term in office without uh, taking this additional step to offer concrete support. Because if the solidarity that we showed earlier is meaningful, we all, all of us in the civilized world, must be in this for the long haul. We cannot simply uh, utter platitudes of solidarity with Ukraine and token support. Early support was necessary, but it's not sufficient. As we see uh, the Ukrainian forces in their effective counteroffensive, uh, both in the Donbass and in, um, in, this, in southern Ukraine, uh, we, we, and yet we see Putin's uh, absurd mobilization and now reckless threats of nuclear attacks, we know that Ukraine and its people are in this for the long haul, and we must be there with them. I will be uh, taking today's announcement to my fellow premiers over the next day to encourage them to follow Alberta's example. We appreciate, of course, the federal government has primary responsibility for, under our constitution, 
and I do believe, as a former Minister of Defense, that there is more that they can do. I'm sure General Hillier can speak to that. But we are doing, uh, with this, these, together with uh, the Springs uh, announcements, this now comes uh, to $23 million, Alberta's contribution to Ukrainian military and humanitarian relief, which is orders of magnitude more than any other province, or more than we have provided in any other historical uh, situation. That, once again, is, is, I think, a meaningful reflection of the depth of our commitment uh, to the people of Ukraine. Uh, and so with that, uh, I will now invite Minister... Who's next, Ron? All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over back to our MC, Minister of Culture, who's responsible for this contribution. But uh, once again, Alberta is proud to play this role, and I will be uh, encouraging fellow Premiers to follow our lead. Thank you very much. Slava Ukraini. Thank you so much, Premier, um, <coughs> that this funding has been approved and will be uh, made available through the Ministry of Culture. Um, and uh, I will now invite uh, uh, Consul General of Ukraine, uh, Alexander Danilenko, to the, com to, 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 the, to, the, to the podium here. I've had the opportunity to work with him uh, quite a few times over the last few years. And uh, so uh, please welcome uh, Consul General Danilenko. Thank you, Minister, Honorable Premier Zucchini, Ministers, ladies and gentlemen. It's my great honor and pleasure to be here together with you with this great announcement of another great help from the province of Alberta to Ukraine. First of all, as the official representative of Ukraine, Consul General of Ukraine here in Alberta, I would like to thank you, Premier Kenny personally and all the government of Alberta and all Albertans for so generous donations and so needed help you provided for Ukraine, for Ukrainians, before you said absolutely right. This war is long standing and we need support more and more to fight the Russian aggression to defeat them. And we will do for sure with your support. Thank you very much. Actually, this fight not only for our land, this fight is for our survival, for our existence as a nation. Putin does not want to stop the war and escalates the situation to the highest possible level, trying to annex Ukrainian territory, called the mobilization, and they threatening the whole world with the nuclear attack. So we have to stop him. We have actually no choice. As the Secretary of State Blinken recently said at the UN Security Council high-level meeting, he said, if Russia stops fighting, there will be no war. If Ukraine stops fighting, there will be no Ukraine. And it is absolutely true. Russians are trying to destroy Ukraine completely, to eliminate Ukrainian people as a nation, to eliminate Ukrainian culture, language, our heritage and history. They want to take our past and future away from us, making our speechless slaves of the bloody Russian Empire. They are bombing our peaceful cities, destroying critical civil infrastructure, hospitals, schools, killing innocent civilians, women, children. According to the UN uh, Human Rights Office, there are more than 15,000 civilian casualties in Ukraine already. More than 
5,000 civilians are killed and 9,000 injured. Russians already killed 416 Ukrainian children and injured 784. Unfortunately, this is not the whole picture. Real casualties are much higher. Russians are trying to hide their atrocities. Almost every day we find mass graves of civilians in the deoccupied territories. Many bodies show uh, traces of abuse and torture. This state terrorism, this genocide against Ukrainian people must be stopped. And all those guilty of war crimes and crimes against, against humanity must be brought to justice. Putin's war can be stopped only by joint efforts of the entire democratic world. Ukrainians are now on the front line of this battle with evil. But, <clears throat> but we are fighting not only for our country. We are also fighting for the democratic and human values that we all share, for peace and stability in the whole world. If you let Putin win, he will go further. The entire world's security system will collapse and we will move from the rule of law to the rule of force. You see now how strong and brave Ukrainians are. We are defeating Russia's so-called secondary army in the world on the battlefields. We are liberating more and more Ukrainian territories, but unfortunately, Russia still has plenty of resources to continue this bloody war. So, we desperately need the support from our friends and partners. We need military assistance as much as we need humanitarian support for millions of civil Ukrainians who are suffering from the Russian aggression. And here I would like to thank again government of Alberta, Premier Jason Kenney, all Albertans, our Canadian-Ukrainian organizations, world Ukrainian World Congress, Ukrainian Canadian Congress, Alberta Provincial Council, for all your work since the very beginning of the war, for all your support and very needed aid you provide to Ukraine and to Ukrainians fighting for their independence. And I have, I had several meetings with the Premier Kenny since the war beginning, and uh, even we had, and Premier Kenny always was supporting Ukraine, was always interested in what's going on in Ukraine and how the government of Alberta, the Alberta can help Ukraine more. And we even uh, packed some uh, humanitarian supply together with the Premier to send critical firefighter and rescue equipment to Ukraine, which was used to, to rescue people from the wreckages after the Russian bombing. Thank you very much, Premier. Thank you very much, Alberta. Thank you very much, all Albertans, for this. Thank you. So please keep supporting Ukraine, because as the Premier said, we will need support more and more. And together, with your support, we will win our common victory soon, and we'll celebrate it. Thank you very much, Alberta. Slava Ukraini. Thank you so much, uh, Consul General, and Albertans are proud to stand in support of the people of Ukraine through this very, very difficult time. I'd now like to invite Paul Grode, President of the Ukrainian World Congress, to the, to the podium. Uh, so please share with us. Thank you, sir. Dear Premier Kenny, 
Ministers, Consul General, General Hillier, Borussia Buitruk, President of the Ukrainian Canadian Congress, Alberta. My name is Paul Grodd, and I'm President of the Ukrainian World Congress, which is an international NGO with over 55 years of history, representing the interests of Ukrainian communities in over 60 countries around the world. I am uh, including the Ukrainian Canadian Congress, um, which is one of our key constituent member organizations in Canada. Uh, I'm very grateful to be here today in Alberta for this significant announcement of support to the people of Ukraine, who have for the past seven months been bravely defending their country from Russia's murderous full-scale invasion. We are grateful to Albertans who have generously opened their homes, their schools, and their businesses to Ukrainian refugees, some of whom are with us here today. You've heard from them their heart-wrenching stories of their experiences of the atrocities and mass destructions being committed by Russia's army of criminals and marauders. We also heard their cries to help provide protective equipment to their sons and daughters, husbands, brothers, and fathers who are today defending Ukraine so that they will one day be reunited, reunited with their families. This is the goal of the Unite with Ukraine campaign, a global appeal of the Ukrainian World Congress. At the onset of uh, Russia's war in Ukraine, I received a call from a longtime friend, Premier Jason Kenney, who called and said, Paul, this is atrocious. We need to do something. What can we do, what can Alberta do in a meaningful way to help Ukraine stop Russia's aggression? Well, within days, the province of Alberta made an impactful contribution of $5 million of humanitarian support to the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress and the Ukrainian uh, Foundation, Ukrainian-Canadian Foundation, uh, and another $5 million to the Ukrainian World Congress in being able to help provide protective equipment to the defenders of Ukraine. And your generous contribution has protected the lives of thousands of defenders of Ukraine, and we're very extremely grateful for that. Recently, we have watched as a brave Ukrainian armed forces have been pushing back Russia's armies and liberating Ukrainian territories. Despite these gains, Ukrainians will be battling, battling a long and difficult war throughout a very cold winter, especially as Vladimir Putin mobilizes tens of thousands of additional Russian troops to use as cannon fodder in his ideological campaign focused on destroying the Ukrainian nation and Western democracies. We must do everything possible to help the Ukrainians liberate their people from Russia's terrorist occupation. In recaptured cities like Bucha, Irpin, Izum, and many others, we have witnessed the torture, the rapes, the killings that have been inflicted by the Russian soldiers against the Ukrainian people in occupied territories. I recently visited these people in places in Ukraine with General Hillier. We heard firsthand the chilling stories of mass atrocities and saw the destruction and burial sites. We cannot stand by and allow this to continue. We must act now. The funding announced today will go a long way towards helping the defenders survive the cold winter on the front lines. The Unite with Ukraine team on the ground in Ukraine and Poland will immediately procure and deliver tactical medical supplies and training, defensive equipment, 
winter gear to keep them warm, and provide reconnaissance tools they need to protect against Russian attacks. As the war rages on, the needs on the ground will change. The Ukrainian World Congress team is in constant communication with the most senior levels of Ukraine's government, its armed forces, and the President's office to ensure Ukrainians are receiving the support they need most today. The successful counteroffensive by Ukraine's armed forces currently being waged on the eastern and southern fronts has demonstrated that if Ukraine continues to be properly equipped, Ukraine soldiers and defenders will win this war. Premier Kenny, you, your government, and the people of Alberta continue to show real leadership in Canada and around the world with your deeds by continuing to provide practical and effective support to the defenders of Ukraine. You've had our backs from the beginning. When Russia first invaded and occupied Ukraine in 2014, as a senior federal cabinet minister and minister and later minister of defense, you made sure the volunteers who made the first ranks of the Ukrainian army received immediate military support and training from Canada, and you have continued to support the people of Ukraine in their desire to live in peace and with dignity. You have always been and continue to be a true friend of Ukraine and the Ukrainian people, and for that, we are forever grateful. Thank you, Premier Kenny. Thank you to the government of Alberta. Thank you to the people of Alberta. Merci, Diakuyu. Slava Ukraini, Slava Alberti. I would uh, just like to ask uh, the uh, Vice President of the Ukrainian World Congress, my colleague, uh, Dr. George Hutsulak, to join me here on stage or at the podium. Uh, I'd like to offer uh, the Premier uh, a very symbolic gift. This is a gift uh, that was uh, collected by uh, the, our director of the Ukraine, uh, Unite with Ukraine campaign, uh, Mr. Andriy Putichny. These, uh, these are fragments of a Russian Iskander M missile collected by the director of the Ukrainian, uh, uh, Ukraine campaign, Andriy Putichny, at a destroyed school in Bakhmut, Donetsk Oblast in Ukraine this past July 2022. This is an example of what school children in Ukraine are, are coming to witness when they start the school year here in September. So Premier Kenny, this is a, a token, a symbol that will, I expect, continue to ensure that you maintain the drive and the commitment to support the people of Ukraine. Well, thank you much, so much, Paul, and um, also thank you, Paul, for your work that you do. Um, his work is voluntary, but it's, that does not mean it's unimportant. It's extremely important, and thank you for stepping up uh, in that way to donate your time and your efforts and your knowledge and your contacts, so thank you. Um, I, I next would like to uh, say that we are honored to have retired General Rick Hillier, Chairman of the World, uh, Ukrainian World Congress Strategic Advisory Council, here with us today, and I would invite uh, the general to the podium to share his remarks, please. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Premier and ministers and ladies and gentlemen and, and Father Patrick, thank you for hosting us here. Uh, when you're a fourth speaker, pretty much everything has been said. 
but I recall the words of a father of Confederation, uh, Premier Joey Smallwood from Newfoundland and Labrador, my home province, who said, if something is worth saying once, it's worth saying two, three, or four, or five times. So never miss that opportunity. So bearing that in mind, I, I just want to reemphasize uh, four points here. Number one is, Premier, I got to say thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you to the ministers and government of Alberta and to the people of Alberta for all that you have done and obviously continue to do. But I go back for Premier Kenny and say thank you for being the leader that kicked off and started Unifier to train the Ukrainian Defense Forces way back in 2014, I believe it was. And it sort of hobbled through some of the years and it came out. But if I could tell you, I don't think it's an overstatement at all that some of the successes, one of the many things that have led to the success of Ukrainian Defense Forces in their fight against this brutal invasion has been the training that their soldiers, their NCOs, their officers, their leaders received from Canadian NCOs and officers since 2014 in the tens of thousands, and that has been helpful in their success to date. And I thank you for that, sir. That's an incredible initiative, and it has a, had a very real impact. And I think, in fact, that Canada as a legacy there on which we can build for the future and do even more of that development of Ukraine's defense forces and specifically their leadership using both the Canadian, Canadian Armed Forces and private companies in Canada, use all of our great potential and, and, and take that opportunity, build our legacy in the training. That would be point number one. Point number two would be you cannot imagine the impact that this $10 million will have on the ground for young soldiers, primarily in the territorial defense forces. When I was in Ukraine, I had the opportunity to meet many of them, and they're just like us. They're farmers, they're mayors, they're businessmen and women who gave up their sort of professions, their jobs, to come out and protect their families, defend their country from a brutal invasion, from a brutal invader. And, and, and I had the opportunity to meet a father and son tank hunting team. Just think about that for a second. You know, a father and son tank hunting team. And they walked me through the area where they were in the fight of their lives uh, on one night and took out four Russian T-72 tanks with an antique rocket-propelled grenade launcher, the RPG-7. One of the tanks took 21 shots to knock out. Now, you think of father and son activities, things that you do together. That's not normally it, but that's what they're doing because the need is there. And, and this $10 million will focus primarily, certainly at the front end, on getting them the medical kit that they need to survive. And when you're a young soldier and you're going in against those tanks or against the artillery and you get wounded, you need to have certain things to, first of all, save your own life. And then you can save the life of your battle buddy. And then when the bleeding has been stopped and the breathing has been reestablished, you need to be able to get them out of that combat area and get them back to further medical treatment so they can survive and go on to live a productive life. In. And they need to have as soldiers, as part of the medical kit that this, this $10 million will, will buy, they need to have things like those automatic locking tourniquets. And you carry them, whether you strap it on your left leg or right leg or left arm or right arm, if you're bleeding, you put that sucker on, you ratchet it down, it locks automatically, and even if you go unconscious, it will not loosen out and you will not bleed out and die. They need to have those tourniquets when they go into action. They need to have a thing called quick clot, that, that material you slap on an open wound that immediately starts to seal it, reduces the blood loss, and gives you an opportunity to get to the medical treatment that you will need to prevent your life being lost, etc. They need to have battalion medical stations, including the ambulances 
defibrillators that go with that. So when you go into shock and when you go into to arrest, you can actually get the treatment there and get your life back and be able to carry on and be a part of the citizens of Ukraine. And that's what this $10 million is going to help do. And you're going to be able to do that in January and February and March and the brutal cold days of winter because you're going to be helped get some kind of clothing that will help you survive. That's what that $10 million is going to do. It's going to save the lives of those people who are protecting their families and defending their country. But secondly, what it's going to do, and I've experienced this myself in the past, the, the $10 million is going to be hugely effective, but the impetus and the emotion of an announcement like this, Premier, is also powerful. It is absolutely incredible. And I know that not every territorial defense soldier in Ukraine will hear about $10 million from Alberta, but you can be sure that their leaders all will know about it, and they will be reinvigorated for this long war that they are in against Russia. They will be reinvigorated to carry on the fight, knowing they've got support from right around the world. And, and, and that value certainly cannot be underestimated. And the third thing I would say, or the fourth thing I would say, is that this is an awesome example, and, and Premier, you alluded to it. I hope every Premier, every government, and every province in Canada, and every country around the world looks at Alberta and says, if Alberta is doing this to help the good people of Ukraine defend their democracy against this brutal invasion, then surely we must do our part also. And, and I look to every province across this great land. British Columbia, step up. Saskatchewan, Manitoba, step up. Ontario, Premier Kenny says that his contribution from Alberta and the people of Alberta, that's $40 million from Ontario. Almost that amount from Quebec and the maritime provinces. Maybe you can't give as much, but you can give. So I hope that this will be an example to all of us. And you know, the federal government of Canada stepped up. We've given as a nation, I believe, some $500 million so far. I know we'll have an economic update in the, in the coming weeks here. I hope, and, and just ask now, where's the next 500 million? Where's the next billion? And let's put it in places like this. Let's put it in places like that legacy of training and use the example of Alberta here as one on which we can build proudly. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, General Hillier. Um, and true to form, as a Newfoundlander, you had no problem filling in, giving a good, giving a good talk, so thank you. <laughs> um, next, I would like to invite, uh, as our final speaker today, Arissa Boychuk, President of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, Alberta Chapter, uh, Provincial Council, sorry. Um, I've had the opportunity to work with Arissa a number of times over the last couple of years, and I will say that there is no one who has worked harder for Ukrainians here in Alberta which is her jurisdiction, her area, uh, to, to advance the cause, to, to do what she can to help. Uh, so please, uh, Arissa, come to the podium and, and uh, share with us. Thank you. Premier Kenny, Minister or Minister Shandro, General Hillier, uh, Pavlo Grod, President of World Congress, Alexander Danileko, Consul General of Ukraine. Dear guests, it's a true pleasure to be here uh, and be part of this funding announcement. Premier Kenny, thank you so much for your steadfast support of our community here in Alberta and also for your direct support in Ukraine's defenders who have currently fighting for the Ukrainian, the Russian invaders. Premier Kenny, you and your government stand out among provinces, as we've talked about earlier today, for the commitment to defending democracy around the world. Ukraine is fighting 
for all of us here, for the values we as Albertans and Canadians hold dear, which is freedom, human rights, and sovereignty. Really, the belief in creating a better world for our children and their children. This is a fight where the choice between two sides could not be clearer. But sadly, we've seen less than unequivocal support for Ukraine from our Western countries. Everyone can issue a tweet, wear a pin, but it takes leadership and conviction, which you have done, Premier Kenny, to put your money where your mouth is. And this is what Premier Kenny has truly done. Thank you. We are very grateful for your support and your sustained continued support. Before today's announcement of $10 million, the Alberta government already had committed more than $13.5 million in support for Ukraine. This has included settlement and language services delivered across the province. It has included humanitarian aid appeal through Canada-Ukraine Foundation, humanitarian aid uh, to Ukrainian World Congress. It has also supported the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress Alberta Provincial Council and supported Ukrainian communities, organizations here in Alberta. We are also very grateful for the new announced announcement about Alberta prioritizing the assessment of applications for permanent residency made by Ukrainian nationals through the Alberta Advantage Immigration Program, the AAIP program. This is a program which is a significant win for Alberta as a province and for Ukrainian nationals here in Alberta. Our community here in Alberta has welcomed thousands of Ukrainians who are fleeing the war. They're coming with their young children and their elderly parents. They need our help. They need our help here in Alberta. And they also need our help in Ukraine so that they have a home to return to. Today's announcement is very much needed and very much appreciated. Thank you, Premier Kenny, for your support. Thank you to everyone involved. It has been a real pleasure to work with your staff, your members of the public service in Alberta, and the members of your government. Dziękuję, Slava Ukraini. Thank you so much, Arissa, and uh, you can hear the passion in her voice, and for Ukrainians here in Alberta, she truly has uh, led uh, much of the work and, and much of the vision for that. So this concludes the, uh, the formal part of today's program, uh, but I will hand it over to Justin Batinga, Premier's Press Secretary, to moderate questions from the media. Justin, it's all yours. Thanks, Minister. That, uh, for those media in person, if there are any questions, there's a media mic right back there. I don't see anyone lined up right now, so operator, could please go to the phones. There are no questions in the queue at this time. Thanks, everyone. That concludes our Q&A. I guess good news is never news. So, uh, but before we wrap up, I do have a special presentation that I'd like to make, and this is uh, a 
bit of a surprise for the recipients. Contact, let me offer some context. Thank you very much. As you know, um, we just mourned the, the death of our late sovereign, uh, Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, who uh, served Canada and the Commonwealth uh, for seven decades as our head of state and uh, who was part of our lives. And that is why Alberta's government created a special program to recognize her seven decades of service through a platinum jubilee medal uh, being offered to 7,000 people who have made uh, remarkable contributions to Canada uh, in the spirit of Her Late Majesty's service. And uh, I want to take this opportunity with the visit to Alberta of uh, two people who have uh, made a life of service to others uh, to re recognize uh, their exemplary spirit of public service, in particular uh, right now, to the people of Ukraine. So I'd like to invite uh, President of the Ukrainian World Congress, Paul Grodd, and Lieutenant General Retired Rick Hillier to please step forward uh, to receive one of the Alberta uh, Platinum Jubilee Medals. You didn't know about this. Okay. Now, the general probably has the largest rack of medals in Canada, and so this is one more that is richly deserved. And unfortunately, your home province has not done this program, so this will make up.